This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Into the happy hour we go. 501 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Priscillo. Done for the night. Be back on the show Thursday. As the as why? women Aztecs, as, as will Scraby, he will be out tomorrow. You guys just get a full dose of actually me and my man Sam Levy. The great one. Yeah, the great Sam Levitt will join us. Uh, Frank Manikazi will be with us. What? Manikazi? Manik- did I say it wrong again? Marchese? Marchese. There we go. Manikazi is a good one, I, though. I, I said that last time, I think, and I must have just... You should just, yeah, just keep it. Marchese. Frank Marchese joins us tomorrow. He will be uh, in Scraby's... Um, Shoes. He will be filling Scraby's shoes. Scraby, what exactly are you doing tomorrow, buddy? Well, I will be playing some golf at Torrey Pines South tomorrow for the media day. This is like the only cool benefit outside of being in the locker room during a clincher celebration with players spraying champagne everywhere. I, um, this is one of the top benefits of being in this job is I get to go to media day and play Torrey South. First of all, I'm glad I got the Frank Manikazi out before he gets here tomorrow. Marchese. Mar- no, I'm saying I'm glad I got Marchese oh, okay. out all right. before tomorrow. Well, I will be calling him Marchese. Okay, well, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. I really want to hear a Manikazi. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm pretty positive I called him that last time he was on the show. Um, for those who, who, who don't know, Scrabe has been dying to do this, probably for the last three, four years. And... He refuses to take a, a day off to go I usually do have it. to leave early. He usually does. Actually, you have done this, yeah. but you've you've left early. I play like 12 or 13, and then He's I leave. He's getting the full 18 this time. This, this year I said no more because I was playing so good last time. I had to leave, and I'm like, this is the now, best la- round ever. Last time were you playing with people you didn't know? No, I was playing with uh, Woods, Paul, and Braden. And are you playing with them this year? No, I'm playing um, with – I'm just by myself in another group. As far group. as you know. In, yeah, in another group. I so have no you idea will be with a group, but yeah. you don't know who – I have no idea. Interesting. I think are I, you the only one from our station going? No, Ben Woods – I don't – or I don't know about Ben. I know that they are going to be playing, but they're going to be playing in the same group. And Oh, they got they got a, a, a Ben wasn't invited. Woods group, huh? Oh, man, should I go Should I go do the Michael K thing and start <laughs> talking about ratings Please and stuff? Don't. Please don't. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk some Major League Baseball here in a sec. Dan Hayes, formerly of the North County Times, now uh, covering the beat in Minnesota. He was, was with the White Sox. He's got the full scoop on this Carlos Correa deal that came together um, after two swing and misses, basically. Carlos Correa became a giant, uh, at least through uh, reporting. 
Turned out his, there was something in his physical the Giants didn't like. Negotiations were reopened. He signed with the Mets for uh, 315, I believe it was. Their doctors look at it, looked at it. They had the same red flags. And that opened up free agency again. And technically, he was still a free agent throughout all of this because he never signed on the dotted line. And that brings us to the Minnesota Twins. And our next guest, Dan Hayes, joins us via the premier Chevrolet of Carl's Band fan hotline. And Dan, uh, who, who used to write for the North County Times, now in Minnesota, on his way to Minnesota from Chicago. He's making the long trip right now. Oh, it's cold. Dan, first... Long time no talk to. Well, actually, that's not true. We talked together. We talked at the winter meetings. How are you? I'm, I'm good. And, yeah, we uh, we got to see that really bad Aztec loss that same night. Or a uh, yes. win. Yes. It was, like, one, it was like a very close win. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm doing well, except for the uh, the long drive. Like, so. Yeah, you're making a lot. You're making yeah. a you're making a long drive to to Minnesota. The news today out of Minnesota is that at least pending physical, Carlos Correa is back in the arms of the Minnesota Twins. Just talk about how this all came together. We knew the Minnesota, at least from reporting, had been comfortable with what they've seen in the MRI or in the pictures compared to what the Mets and the Giants saw. How did we get to this point? Yeah, um, I, I think a it was being aggressive, but also it was being patient and persistent, and I think those. The combo of those three things really landed them, and nobody saw this coming, so to speak. I mean, obviously, we've heard their names the last, I don't know, 10 days or so. Um, they were definitely in the weeds waiting for the Mets thing to fall apart. But I think, you know, the reason why they're comfortable where the Giants and the Mets weren't is we're talking about six guaranteed seasons for the Twins. The Giants were offering 13 and 350 million, 150 million more than the Twins are guaranteed for, and, and the Mets were, you know, 115 extra million dollars in 12 years. So when you look at that, you know, the Twins reasonably have some concerns about his ankle in the long run, just like the Giants and the, the Mets did. But whereas the Twins, you know, they're they're on the hook for half the years, and I think they feel very comfortable with where he will be over those six years. They, unlike the Giants and Mets, had him in their, their uh, clubhouse all season last year. They know what goes into what his preparation is. They know how careful he is with his body. You know, they they, they have a clear understanding. And, and they also know that they have, you know, access to a skill set right. in an athlete that they rarely do. And, and so they're, they have to take this risk. You know, the Twins don't. I, honestly, I, I really think that the Twins were hoping to get Xander Bogarts on this same kind of deal. And then the Padres came along and blew everybody out of the water and gave them 11 years and $280 million. So, you know, it is a big contract. It's the biggest contract in Twins history. They had to do it. They, they really were in a position where they couldn't do anything else. It's interesting. One of the things that we'll get to uh, Carlos's experience in, in the one year he was in Minnesota but the one thing I thought that was interesting about this deal was the four-year vesting option. Uh, it's almost like, let's see how these first six years go, and if they go as we both hope they to do, we got another four-year 70 for you, but it's it's not guaranteed at this point. Talk about that element of the deal, because I thought that was kind of creative. You, usually you see vesting options is for one year. This one's for four. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 
Yeah, and, and that demonstrates just how much they really love Carlos Correa. And know that even if his production is slipping at that point in his career, the value from the clubhouse perspective will be tremendous no matter what. That's how much they think of it. And, and that's why they've been willing to be creative and, you know, create different avenues for this to happen. Uh, they, when they got him originally in March, they were so excited that they, they gave him three years at, at a record high price and they were willing to let him have opt-outs after each of the first two years just in case, you know, to, to beat him up essentially. And I, I think that the relationship has helped a lot here. Um, also the fact that, let's be honest, the Mets were guaranteeing $157.5 million over those first six years to Correa after they they restructured the contract, mm. and the Twins are offering two hundred million. So, you know, it's it's a, a vast difference between the Twins and the Mets, uh, which is shocking given what the Mets have been spending this this offseason. Yeah, that's a factoid I I hadn't heard yet. I I hadn't heard anything in terms of what the restructure looked like for the Mets, but based on what you just said, Dan, that's a that's a huge difference between a team like the Mets. And, and the Twins, I, I want to get to his experience in Minnesota. It sounds like he enjoyed it. It sounds like the organization enjoyed it. And, and you mentioned it, it. That relationship clearly played a part in it. Um, just talk about what type of value outside of the field that you got to see from a guy like Carlos Correa. Yeah, well, first, the Twins rolled out the red carpet for him last year. They their family services are, are really, you know, every player you talk to, they, they talk about how much the Twins go above and beyond. And, you know, Carlos, his whole group was there all year, and that includes fathers-in-law, um, his own dad. You know, there's a lot of people around the team from time to time, and they were effusive in their praise of the Twins. And, look, when you're going to a new place, after having spent your entire career with Houston, I'm sure there were a lot of concerns in his mind going into the whole scenario. I mean, he literally had 14 hours to decide. It, everything happened in a span of 14 hours. He did a late-night Zoom with the twins, basically interviewed them, had a little bit of a sense, but really went into it on almost blind date status. Mm. And he, they were blown away by what they, they had and how close everyone treated them. And in turn, the Twins were just ecstatic with what they got back because Carlos Correa stepped into that clubhouse with 16 days left before the season opener and basically didn't try to step on Byron Buxton's toes, made sure that everyone knew it was Byron's team, but also just started building relationships and showing that desire to, to win and doing all the little things that make great teammates. And he won over everybody almost immediately. And, you know, he knows now what he's walking back into. Um, it's his clubhouse. As much as it's Byron Buxton's, Byron Buxton love, is, is going to love having a guy that's willing to shoulder a little bit more of the attention. He prefers to be the guy that flashes it on the field and shows you what a study is. But he, like, Byron's awesome. He's honest. But he also doesn't want the media every day. And right. Carlos is more than willing to handle that. And it's a great one-two punch because, you know, you have the two of them in their primes now for the next six years. And they were the one-two pick of that 2012 draft. Um, and it's something that definitely has twins, the Twins front office ecstatic. Certainly uh, doesn't mean everything, but 
the fact that the first person I saw who commented on the signing was Byron Buxton. He immediately uh, put something out on IG, basically ecstatic that Carlos Correa is coming back. Now, in terms of this squad, this was a team that was really in wild card contention maybe up until the last month of the season. Um, obviously, this signing is a big deal. Where does this put them in regards to the AL Central? Yeah, they were they were tied, and let's not you know the, the AL Central was was definitely down last year. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City and Detroit just didn't develop the way they were supposed to. But the Twins were tied for first place on Labor Day, and then they fell and they dropped 14 games over the last month. They were just beset with injuries. Buxton, Max Kepler, Jorge Blanco, Miguel Sano. Uh, you look everywhere you turn. About everybody but Carlos Correa was hurt last year, and they fell apart. Um, the, the thing that they always thought when they got Correa last year was that they would be so much better off this year than, la- mm. than, than last year if, if he got stuck around because Kent Maeda is now 19 months removed from Tommy John when opening day comes around. Um, they also have you know, Tyler Malley, who they didn't get much out of last year, but they expect a lot more from this year. You know, Sonny Gray is back again. They feel like they have a strong rotation. A lot of their young pitchers have a full season now underneath them. Joe Ryan um, had a really good rookie year last year. So they feel like they're better prepared now. They also were able to go out and add Christian Vasquez, who that's a really good catcher signing for them. Last year they had Gary Sanchez. And they they added Joey Gallup, who they are going to put center field from time to time and if Byron Buxton goes down, they plan to play Joey Gallo in center field. I think they feel like they're a lot more prepared with depth this year than they were last year. And the farm system's a year older and, and closer to producing more guys. We saw the Twins come here to San Diego, and uh, they certainly got some pitching. Uh, they got some pieces in place. We'll see uh, how this signing fares come regular season. Dan, as always, man, it's nice catching up. We're going to do this more often. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me on, you guys. Safe travels to Minnesota. We'll, we'll chat later. All right. Take care. Dan Hayes of The Athletic on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Uh, have, you, have you ever driven a, uh, in, the, in the snow and the cold at night? I can't say I've driven in the cold and snow at night. But I've, I've made that similar trips it is bad it is just bad it's not a lot to i mean you know what the i feel sc- bad for him the right scenery now. isn't that bad i'm no. used to, listen, i'm used to driving to arizona where you're looking at dirt the whole way from that here. is true you know you get a six-hour drive with some trees and some i mean it's different it's different driving in the midwest than it's it actually is. not as cold as i thought it was going to be in chicago it's a 40 degree high well, in it's chicago. come up it's come up i during that 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 uh, blizzard that they had, it was like in the negatives. <sighs> yeah. I, I just got chilled. I don't even know farm. if I've ever done negative before. Oh, I have. It's uh, cold. It's very <laughs> it's cold. A, it's you know when they say like uh, the wind just goes through your bones, chills you down to your bone? Yeah, tell, that's what the wind chill under zero feels I, like. I tell the story often, like my second or third year in Milwaukee. I, remember, I had only been to Milwaukee from April... Maybe a couple weeks in March or a week in March, you know, through the end of the season. So I miss the extreme cold parts of the year. Well, one year, uh, 
fan fest. Oh, I was, no. I was finally uh, a a noteworthy enough player to be invited to to fan fan fest. So I get on the plane. I, I got a couple jackets. Um, not even not even dawning on me that it's February or January at this time, and I'm Ooh. and I'm headed to Milwaukee. So I, you know, I just it's the younger version of me. I didn't quite think it all the way through. I get there and I remember walking out of the door of the airport and realizing I'm not going to make it through these next three days. I don't. I don't have clothes (laughs) that are going to get me through it. It reminds me of um, Cool Runnings when he walks out into the airport and he's like puts all of his clothes on that he has in his bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just safe to say it was a miserable couple of days for me uh, out in Milwaukee. All right, let's get to break. More going to Chris on the way here. Some traffic brought to you by Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco. Join RSD.org for more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This should be in the happy hour every day. Here comes a good tuba. I don't know that that's a tuba before. Remember, it's not a tuba before I get in trouble out there. According to Bob Nightingale, the New York Mets offer for career was eight years, $210 million. He could have earned an additional 105 which puts him at that 315 number over a 12-year deal. However, it would not have been guaranteed. Ooh, I want that guaranteed money. Everybody does. That's, I want that guaranteed that's, money. That's the name of the of the game. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Carlos Correa is now a Minnesota Twin. In other sports news, Donovan Mitchell. I've makes, never seen anyone yes, ever do that. That Donovan Mitchell makes his return to Utah for the first time this season. Now, was there bad blood when he left? Because all was, the articles I'm reading are making it seem like there's some sort of uh, motivation for him. Well... Yes, um, there was there, him and Gobert apparently didn't see eye to eye. Oh, that's right. They both thought that uh, honestly, it was after it, the coronavirus. It started. It started with COVID. Seriously, did because Donovan Mitchell was quite perturbed that he got he, it. That he got it, 
and most likely got it from um, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert I who cannot. Was, I who was touching mics after uh, he got it, and like the next day he, he tested positive, and the NBA shut down. And the NBA shut it shut down. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell said that you know he had some. Um, although he said he had a, a, a overall a good experience in Utah, he said there were some situations that uh, popped up that um, he wasn't very happy about in terms of being pulled over and things of those. Oh, nature. I was thinking that, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, so you know, it's it's he, you know, so the question was asked today if he thought you know what he thought his reception would be like. He, he was definitely. Um, hoping he said he was hoping to hear cheers, but it sounded like he was reserved to the fact that he may hear some boo. So weird, he didn't do anything wrong. He, to did, the city. he really <laughs> didn't do anything wrong. He was a, a, a stand-up dude while he was there. Uh, he seems he? like a stand-up dude all the way around. He likes baseball, so he's he's, uh, he's a stand-up he's, dude. He definitely gets a, gets a mark in my book for sure. Because uh, you know, a Hooper that that enjoys baseball is is right up my alley. Yeah, uh, there's another story you wanted to. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about because there's a report out from ESPN about what happened on that Monday night football game oh. with Demar Hamlin. Does this have to do with playing the game or starting the game up again? It does have to do with that. So uh, a reporter for ESPN dug into this, and it's a really long article. But what I'll say is that it seems like the NFL wanted to play the game, continue the game, and the players put an end to that. And so what they're painting it as is that Troy Vincent, the he was he was on site. So Roger Goodell said that uh, Roger Goodell used his discretion as to whether or not they should suspend the game, cancel the game, whatever. So Roger Goodell said we were trying to gather information, and then once we gathered information, we were trying to figure out the next steps. And then Troy Vincent said that it's just probably not a good idea, so we canceled the game. But apparently that's not what happened. And and people are going back and forth. According to ESPN, you should go to the article and read it. But here's the thing. We're a week and a half away from this now. And Damar Hamlin, thank goodness, is alive. We're not, even, we're not even a week and a half. It's like a yeah, week and a day. True. True. It's Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday. But Damar Hamlin, he's doing great. Thank goodness. Why don't we just move on? Uh, yeah. Why don't we just move on? Who cares? I mean, there, there, there needs to be an ex- there needs to be an examination of this. There needs to be a little bit of an investigation does to see there, what happened. Does there need yeah. to be an examination? Because here's the thing. It didn't happen. <sighs> So what are you examining? The processes. The processes of? Of what happens in the event that this, if this ever happens again, hopefully it doesn't, but what do we do? Do we just immediately suspend the game? Do we go and pull the players first before we come back out and play? Here's what we do know. On the record, and listen, I, I, there is the the idea that they could be lying, obviously. But Troy Vincent told us, his version of what happened. The players ultimately decided what was going to happen. And there was no game played. As a matter of fact, the game isn't even being made up. So what would the examination then reveal, I guess? I guess it would reveal... um, And how would it be relevant? I'm I'm trying to put myself into this person's... And usually I can't, but I I can't do it right now because I I think that it's we should just move forward. But um, I think that there needs to be examination just to make sure that the NFL didn't didn't try and put them back out in the field after all that happened because then you really, really do not care. For that to happen, that means a, a referee basically is going to have to step forward and say, 
the NFL told us we were starting the game or we were going to start the game. Hasn't happened yet. And I don't see it happening. Otherwise, all of this investigating, I don't even know if you would call it investigative reporting because it's not investigating anything. It's just more he say, she say, or more he say, he say in this case. It it, it really seems quite pointless. It seems like a pointless exercise. At this it point. kind of does. Um, I'll leave you with this, though. The reason that this article was written is because while the NFL officials insisted they never intended the restart, everybody else, coaches, players, executives, trainers, whoever they asked on the sideline said, quote, the league did not cancel the game. The Bills and the Bengals canceled the game. That doesn't mean that they're going to continue the game. Just because the... The it player. doesn't, but it seems like they wanted to. We will, again, uh, an investigation that comes up, well, it seems like they wanted to. does nothing <laughs> for us. So if if that's the best that's gonna answer we're going to get out of it, I think it's pointless. I think we should move forward. And it, listen, at this point, all it, this was a situation that never happened. At this point, all eyes, God forbid, please, that it, it ever happens again. Every that's the first thing everybody's going to be looking at. So I, I have a I have a, a sneaky suspicion, as again, God willing, it, it ever happens again, or God forbid, it ever yeah, happens again, yeah. uh, that the game won't be continued at this point. No, no, it's just it's funny because now Rich Eisen's uh, radio comments are being brought into this whole thing about the information that he received, Joe Buck's five minute warm up that he received. I don't know, but this could be all internal, and it could it could be dealt with in a better way. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, the NFL never has a chance to to prove themselves on this one. I, could, I, I feel I could, like it's going to come out. One I day. could I could do without somebody being re- rehabilitated on the field. So hopefully, they never get an opportunity to prove. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prove the situation to be to to improve on the situation. Where was Roger? Do you think he was like sleeping or something? They're like, we can't reach Roger. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that uh, commissioners don't sleep while their league is in in, in, progress. in progress. Yeah, I don't think so either. Maybe comes Tuesday, he probably catches up on some Z's at that point. But I think, like you said, let's just move forward. Let's move forward. All right, let's get to break. Uh, when we come back. Two pros and a Joe's finest. Greg, Greg Camarillo. Greg Camarillo joins. If you missed it earlier, you get a chance to hear from him. We break down. The playoffs that start on Saturday. More going to Chris on the way. Now, Scraby, can you remind me of the really talented skier that we have? Is it Michaela Schifrin? Schifrin. Yes. She uh, did something great she, recently. Well, she's almost She's on pace. She has an opportunity to break. I believe it's Lindsey Vaughn's record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she finished second in her event today, so she'll have another opportunity coming up. Came up a little bit short today, but uh, something, certainly something we're following. Now, earlier in the show... We're following that because of how... We we talked a lot about in the did. Olympics we had, about well, her. We talked about it because uh, I believe Michaela was... Uh, we were. She was struggling. She was. She had a rough. She fell a couple Olympics, times, right? Yeah. Uh, her her father passed away. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had a rough go of it, and uh, uh, she she seems like she's starting to bounce back after a, a pretty tough Winter Olympics. Now, earlier in our show, we had a. Um, I don't know how the whole sandwich thing came. up. How did that come up? Um. Oh, because you said you you said you smelled onions. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Weird things that pop out of weird comments. <laughs> we were talking about sandwiches, and Scraby told the story about no, that's how we got on it about your lettuce. Yeah, and uh, 
you not you not having lettuce on your sandwich yeah. and then actually turning back yeah. and asking for the lettuce only to find out that they didn't have any lettuce. Yeah, that's why they didn't put the lettuce on the sandwich, but they should have told me because on the menu it says that there's a lettuce that goes on the sandwich. There's a lettuce? There's lettuce that okay. goes on the sandwich. Now, I got a tweet from Jay, and Jay has a great sandwich story. He says, at Matt Scraby, good sandwich story. Thank you, Jay. At least uh, someone is finally vocalizing their love I mean, for my sandwich story. I mean, the fact that you went story. back was quite ridiculous. I'm just saying. For some lettuce. Sometimes I think about myself later on, <laughs> and I realize that it was a little too much for me to go back for the lettuce, okay? I turned around his car. I was a mile for, away. For lettuce. It's so weird it, to eat dry sandwiches. <laughs> So there was no mayo or mustard on there. There was slight mustard. You needed the the you needed the juice from the lettuce. <laughs> yes, I needed the moisture from the lettuce to to be on my sandwich. But they didn't give me lettuce. And believe me, I I, I we will. Sp- we spent too much time okay. on the lettuce. Let's talk about so Jay. This, Jay yeah. Jay tweeted me and said at Matt Scraby, good sandwich story. And then he shared his own sandwich story. So I encourage everybody to share their sandwich stories <laughs> at Matt Scraby. <laughs> Went to Jersey Mike, Mike's, asked for a BLT with extra bacon, sat in a, the restaurant, opened my sandwich, bit into it, and all there was was bacon on it. That was definitely an interesting taste. <laughs> well, you know, at least in Jay's defense, he sat down in the restaurant. So it's easy to go say, hey, man, I did not ask for only bacon sandwich here. I, I, yes. You're missing the other ingredients. That I went back. But the fact that you went back for lettuce this is bacon we're talking about. The more you say lettuce, it makes me <laughs> feel crazy. Saying, you don't have some lettuce at the house that you could sprinkle on there? I was already gone from the house. What am I supposed to stop at the grocery uh, store around listen, here? You're better than me. I would have definitely had a dry sandwich. And I would have complained about it the entire time, but I definitely wouldn't have turned my vehicle you would, around. You would grumble about it like the Quay Walker did up the uh, <laughs> into the locker room after know. he got ejected from the Packers if, game? I don't know if I did it the <laughs> way Quay <laughs> did it. Lettuce on my sandwich. I definitely would have had a, a little bit of an issue with it. All right. Uh, Greg Amarillo joined us earlier in the show to talk NFL playoffs. Uh, you'll get a chance to hear that next. But first, here's some traffic. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, Greg Camarillo joins us talking a little NFL. Greg, it's been a long time, man. How are you? I'm good, fellas. How are you? We are well. We're good. Uh, we, we're doing uh, a little bit better than I think TCU is doing today. Before we get into <laughs> I, I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> before we get into the NFL stuff, I got to ask you, um, Chris and I were just talking about it. It's never a good thing when the offense, or the, when the line of scrimmage is moving that much offensively and defensively for one side. 
No, not at all. And then you saw what happens with the final score when somebody just dominates the line of scrimmage like that. But that was – I mean, on one side you look at it and say TCU had a great year. You know, their rise to prominence. They were not a, you know, a dominant football program in the past, and they've slowly built their program up and made it to the national championship. So you got to give them some love and respect for that. But then Georgia and the SEC, it's just – it's a whole other monster. They literally – 11 monsters on the field at the same time. They just have more talent. Um, and that's, you know, we see it year in, year out with the SEC. You know, Ohio State, Michigan can put up a fight. Uh, the Pac-12, and they, I'm a Pac-12 guy, doesn't seem to ever put up much of a fight. Um, <laughs> and ultimately that's what it came down to, the SEC dominance that we've seen for the past decade. Greg, let's talk NFL. Obviously uh, the playoff lines uh, are set. We know who's playing. Who would, What is your most intriguing matchup uh, of the bunch? The one that has the closest spread, and that's the Chargers Jaguars. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's it's it, uh, the most evenly matched game. I really hope Mike Williams is healthy, just because I want to see the Chargers at full strength going against the Jaguars at full strength. Um, seriously questionable business that Staley was doing, putting his guys out there in a meaningless game, getting someone like Mike Williams hurt because they've been playing well. They're finally healthy. It took them all year to get healthy. Uh, and then they get a couple injuries late in a meaningless game. But um, what a great matchup. Two amazing young quarterbacks uh, on teams that don't have a history of championships. And then, you know, we get to see them battle it out in the in the first round. Greg, let's stick with that game for a minute. How do we – How do? what would you tell each young quarterback going into their first playoff game? Because I, I always feel like the playoffs are a totally different animal in the NFL. And we really don't know – you know how Justin Herbert's going to react to it. We don't know how Trevor Lawrence is going to react to it. We know that both guys have played huge games yeah. at the college level. But this is a different deal. What should their coaches, what should their teammates or people around them be telling them to expect? The first thing is it's, it's the same football game. It's the same thing you've done every Sunday for the past few years, every weekend for you know probably since you were five years old. Once you cross into the field, onto the gridiron, it is literally the same exact thing you've been doing. Now, in the playoffs, the atmosphere leading up to it is very different. There's uh, much more media hype. Uh, when you get to the stadium, the fans are there earlier. There's more fanfare and, and pyrotechnics and smoke and fireworks and crowd screaming. But then once the game starts, it's the same old thing. Um, and, and it's that same routine that they've been doing week in and week out for 17 games that got them there. So I would tell them, just do the same thing you've been doing. Nothing changes. Uh, from a coaching perspective, errors are amplified in the playoffs. Because you're playing against other great teams that are there, you can't make those mistakes. You know, you can't, you know, have a costly fumble or a costly interception or um, a penalty like we saw at the end of the Green Bay game when the guy pushed the ref. Something like that yeah. can literally cost you your season. Um, but I don't want to tell the players that. You know, we may, we may say that a little bit, but I don't want the quarterbacks thinking about don't make a mistake. Just go out there and play the same game you've been playing your whole life and everything's going to work out. Greg Camarillo joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Two pros and a Joe. And, Greg, um, of these matchups, there are a few that could be upset-worthy. Uh, what do you see as – which one do you see as being that game? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, the Jaguars are – uh, underdogs, but to me, I mean, it's a pretty even matchup. Let's see, there's um, the, the ones that are uh, the Cowboys yeah. and the 
Buccaneers. Now that's a huge question mark. So the Buccaneers won their division. They're a higher rank. The Cowboys come to them, but the Cowboys are 12 and five and, and the Buccaneers are eight and nine. So when you look at that, it's really hard to call the Buccaneers the favorite and, and based on odds, uh, I think it's two and a half points. Um, so it's pretty even as well. I could be wrong on that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to call the Cowboys the underdog, even though that's technically what they are ranked in the playoff scenarios. But, uh, that, I mean, I could convince myself that that one's going to go either way because they've been 12 and five. Dak's been rolling. The Buccaneers have been bad all year. And I'm not talking about mediocre. I'm talking about bad. Yeah. Tom Brady has looked, he's looked 45. And then two weeks ago, they figured it all out. And it's, it's, it, you know, I've, I've played against Tom for a number of years. I've, I've cheered against Tom for 22 years. <laughs> and the one thing I've learned is you never count Tom Brady out in the playoffs. Uh, and so that'll be a really fun one to watch to see what Tom has left in the tank because his team is not technically as good as the Cowboys, but, you know, it's Tom in the playoffs. Greg, I don't mean this to be a self-serving question, but your old team <laughs> and my favorite team, the Miami Dolphins, are really up against it here. I mean, look, yep. they, they're down to their third-string quarterback. They're starting running yep. backs out. Their two tackles are out, uh, left tackle and right tackle. Looks to me like Tyree kills a little gimpy on top of all that. Yeah. And even if they were 100% healthy, they'd be underdog because they're playing a really good Buffalo Bill team. So what do you do if you're the Dolphins? You're on this roster. You're Jalen Waddle. You're, you know, one of these guys going into this game. You know in the back of your mind you have very little chance to win. How do you convince yourself that, you know what, we can do this? Chris, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I can't convince myself that the Dolphins are going to win this one. Uh, the only thing, the only thing that can give them hope is the big play ability of, of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and just hope that you could throw a eight yard slant to Tyreek Hill and he'll take it ninety two yards and do that five times, and then you got you got you got yourself a victory. Uh, but they're 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 overmatched. They don't they don't have too many people hurt, just like you mentioned. Um, and so you know it's we can celebrate them getting to the playoffs because they do it so rarely that, you know, great season for the Dolphins, but it, uh, it ends week one. And uh, honestly, I think they have to go back and reevaluate who the quarterback's going to be. Cause I, you know, Tua was serviceable, was the amazing no, but he's always hurt. And so you've got these offensive weapons that need a quarterback, a consistent quarterback. Uh, and they're lacking that, but you know, the talent is there to have a run. They just got to get that consistency down, and unfortunately, the the Bills are just way better at football. Tough grade for Craig Camarillo. I mean, Tua was it's at tough, one, man. At, I know Tua was at one point an MVP candidate. You said he was serviceable. I, I mean, he was he was looking great, but you, you, your your best ability is your availability. Yeah, that's true. He's never he's never available, and so you know it's um they're they're in some prime years with the offensive weapons they have, and that's they. Right. Skyler Thompson not to be their starting quarterback going into the playoffs. And that's not a knock on him. That's just any right. any third-string quarterback except for Brock Purdy At, which doesn't is, really have much of a chance. Which is a perfect segue into my next question. And you mentioned you mentioned Purdy, uh, Purdy, that the fact that he is in this spot, and oftentimes you mentioned it, you get into the playoffs, errors are highlighted at, at such a, a higher level than they are during the regular season, yeah. at some point, isn't a defense going to force the, the, the 49ers 
to make Purdy beat him. Because obviously the strength of the Niners is that run game and getting the ball into some of their, their best weapons, to some of their best weapons. But you see oftentimes during this time of year, a team will, will scheme it and force you, a, team, a guy like Purdy, to beat him. Do you think we get a chance to yeah. see that finally? I think it's too hard to force ah. Brock Purdy to be the guy to beat you because, all right, so what, are you going to double-team Kittle? Okay, that leaves Debo Samuel open. You double-team Kittle and Debo Samuel, then not enough people are watching Christian McCaffrey. Brandon Ayuk can show up. Jawan Jennings can show up. It's, they have so many weapons. All they need is a guy as a quarterback not to mess it up. And we've seen Jimmy G do a good job with that, even though at times he tried to mess it up. But Brock Purdy, I mean, and let me not act like I saw this coming because I did not no see it coming No one saw at all. this coming. I, I, yeah, uh, has been amazing. And, I, you know, I was like, well, let me find out some more about this Brock Purdy guy. And you look at Iowa State, a four-year starter, took his team to four bowl games in a row. Like, this guy's a winner. You know, he finds ways to get it done. Uh, but with, with Shanahan and that team and the weapons they have, all he has to do is stay on script. They, they draw up these plays that have guys wide open. If you get Christian McCaffrey the ball with three people to tackle him, he's going to make all of them miss. And it's just – it's so fun to watch. And then their defense, man, their defense is something else. So the offense only has to put up like 18 points, and the defense is going to stop everybody else. Uh, and so they, they, they're they firing on all cylinders, and Brock Purdy jumped right in there and didn't skip a beat. Uh, and to me, they're, they're the most dangerous team. You know, they, that's the one I would be most concerned about. We know Patrick Holmes is always an issue. Uh, we know Josh Allen is always an issue, but the 49ers with all these weapons, I, I'd be scared to play them. Greg Camarillo is with us, uh, Two Pros and a Joe's podcast. Uh, Greg, you touched on Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs and Eagles don't play this weekend. Which of those two do you think is more the real deal moving forward in this postseason? Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes, just because of, of the magic that he can come up with. And, and that's not a knock on Josh Allen and the Bills, because they're amazing as well. Uh, but, you know, we've seen – Patrick do Patrick do it year in and year out. Uh, and what he's learned this year is he's not able to rely on Tyreek Hill to make that huge play. He's had to find different guys in the offense and is doing it at an incredibly high level. He's got uh, Nicole Hardman is, is finally healthy and back, and they've got uh, Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends to ever do it. But he's found ways to spread that ball out, uh, and that's also the, the genius of Andy Reid uh, and Eric Bieniemy, the coaches, you know, putting them in positions to win. Um, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes is that guy that you just you never count him out. With that being said, Greg, uh, it does seem like the Cincinnati Bengals are a little perturbed that they aren't like the runaway favorites. They, it seems like yeah. this, reading their comments, it feels like they have felt disrespected that uh, they are the team that won the AFC championship last year. That everything should run through them. Yet, But like you said, most people are still talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. How how much do you think that motivates this Bengal team, and, and and do you see them being the representative again out of the AFC? Yeah, they should they should be mad because uh, they proved it last year and um, came out of nowhere and, and they had the the slightest slow start and that kind of got people to think oh the Bengals don't have it this year and then they just rallied off a bunch of wins after that uh, and so they 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 fell off the radar but then immediately got back onto it. Uh, Jamar Chase is one of the most exciting receivers to watch. Is the guy, I mean, he has all the receiver skills, and then he has this 
acceleration button, yeah. which is like like catching a mushroom in Mario Kart, where you just <laughs> and you take off, uh, which is a lot of fun to watch. And, and uh, you know the the experience they have from last year. <laughs> Look at that! That's Scraby at work. Good work, Scraby. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, the experience they have from last year, like that, that is so valuable to know what the playoffs feel like, to know what an AFC Championship feels like, to know what a Super Bowl feels like. Like that's just an extra tool in your pocket, and so you can go into it with less nerves, uh, you know, and you're you're more prepared because of that. Uh, and so let's 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 not count them out, you know. Let's not say the Bengals can't keep up with the Chiefs or the Bills. Um, but oh, man, it's just it's just hard to count Patrick Mahomes out and look at him like he's going to be beaten. Yeah, the one thing that's for certain is the AFC is going to be a dogfight. To the to the yeah. to whoever yeah. comes out of it. I mean, there are some really really talented teams on the AFC side. We'll all get to watch it starting Saturday. Greg, good to see you again, or good to hear from you again. We'll we'll do this again next week. Great chatting with you guys. Great camera, great camera reel. Two pros and the Joe. On the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall, Chevrolet, find new roads. You see that trick there I pulled at the end? I don't know if you caught it. I don't even know if Greg caught it. I didn't, know. He's coming on our show next week without even having Oh, I caught that, and then I was like, <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> but we'll take him whenever. Week. We'll take him whenever. You hear the music. That's going to do it for today's show. Back at you tomorrow. Four hours. Have you and Sammy Lev. And Sammy Lev. Frank Marchese. Good job. <laughs> you think I was right. Manicassi. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.